feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, a big blow to President Biden's student debt relief plan. Remember, he was planning on erasing the debt of millions of Americans, $10,000 debt, those making under 100000 Well, just a few hours ago, an appeals court basically said, nope, you got to put it on hold. A number of GOP states have actually filed suit saying that it is unfair uh, that it is basically a bribe, essentially, prior to the midterms. And an appeals court has just said, we will put this on pause as we look at the different challenges to this policy. And this is a big blow because only a few hours ago, President Biden was touting his big student debt relief plan, saying what a great thing it is and how he is getting toward that immediately. And he really wanted that to happen right before the midterms. Remember, November 8th is voting day. And so he was certainly hoping that this would give him a boost prior to voting day. Don't you think he was trying to bribe for votes? Essentially, my goodness, look at this. Right before Election Day, this big unveiling of trying to relieve debt and to get young voters out to the polls to support Democrats. And so far... Now it has been put on hold, and that is a big blow to the Biden administration. We'll keep you posted as developments come in on that. Meantime, today, President Biden, before this decision came down, seemed to be kind of skipping through the uh, White House. He was very, very happy, and he came up with a new phrase. Now, remember, it was like ultra-maga. And then he had, what was the phrase? Remember when he was, uh, I call it the Darth Vader speech. You know, everything was MAGA, 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 horrible. Everybody's MAGA. Everybody's this. Everybody's that. It was like, you know, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Now he has come up with a new phrase. And you could tell he clearly doesn't want to talk about crime. He doesn't want to talk about the inflation. He doesn't want to talk about the border. He uh, doesn't want to talk about what we're all seeing when we go to the grocery store or we go to pump gas uh, the high prices, the skyrocketing prices, the overall economy. No, no, no. Everything with him is basically MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. And now he has a new phrase tied to MAGA. Take a listen. It's mega, MAGA, trickle down. Mega, MAGA, trickle down. The kind of policies that have failed the country before and will fail it again. And it will mean more wealth to the very wealthy, higher inflation for the middle class. That's the choice we're facing. And then when he was asked, what about the economy? What about the situation? This to me was probably the biggest bunch of hogwash I've heard. He's like, gosh, look at everything that I have accomplished. Take a listen to him bragging about his long, long, long list of accomplishments. And the Republican criticized my economic record. But look at what I've inherited and what I've done. And look at what they're offering. They want to double down on the Trump tax cuts for the wealthy, make them permanent because they're going to expire in 2025. They want to send jobs overseas where big corporations can, in fact, pay lower wages and increase their profits. And these are tax cuts that give most benefits to billionaires and wealthy corporations. And let's get specific. 
They want to abolish the 15 percent. 15 percent. What a terrible thing to ask a corporation to pay. 15 percent tax that I insisted that those 55 corporations who made $40 billion and didn't pay a red cent. They now, my God, they got to pay 15 percent. If Republicans get their way, the deficit is going to soar. The tax burden is going to fall on the middle class. All right. So can anybody out there say, boy, he has a huge long list of accomplishments. I mean, he's like, wow, look at everything we've done. And his message today from the White House was stick with us because, boy, maybe next year or the following year, things will turn around. And if you don't vote for us, then you're going to be in worse trouble. Is there anybody out there who believes that and has faith in this process that Biden's the guy who can turn it around. I mean, even when he's trying to sell it to people, he can't even sell it. And what has he done? I look at the border, wide open border. Now, student debt relief, he was trying to get through. Again, that's on pause. Uh, but skyrocketing prices, inflation when he came in, look what he has done. It was 2% inflation. Now it's over 8%. We feel it every single day. What about energy independence? When we started... He was energy independent because that's what President Trump was. And remember, within a few hours, it was like, okay, let's get rid of the Keystone Pipeline. No longer are we energy independent. And now we're going to tap into our strategic oil reserves, too, as well. So we're going to not only tap into that, we're going to basically put us in a very precarious situation. And then what about our border? You know, it's interesting. Tonight, they still have not released the numbers for September because that would be the end of the fiscal year. And many people believe it's because by putting that number in, then it would basically say, well, the fiscal year would be a historic two million plus going across the border. And they firmly believe that President Biden clearly doesn't want that number out, certainly doesn't want it out before Election Day, because that's not pretty either. So what has he done, everybody? one 800 848 Nine two two two. Well, one of the issues that he clearly has not done is crime. And if you look at some of the new polls that have just come out, and even the fact in the last few days, you can see that races are tightening. One of them I'm looking at, obviously, I'm looking at all of them across the country. You look at, first off, uh, Fetterman and Oz, that's tightening. You look at Ohio, it's tightening. You look at Arizona, it's tightening. But in New York, Zeldin and Hochul, that race has really tightened. I mean, at one point, Lee Zeldin was down like 24 points. I mean, it was like, you know, no contest. She was so far ahead, Governor Hochul, the Democrat. Now, in the last polls that we have seen in the last two days, there's one where he is one percentage point away. There's another one that just came out. It was a Trafalgar one where he's two points away. I mean, that is amazing. So, The spread is now single digits, and that is basically obviously within the margin of error. And there's clearly this sentiment and this tide across the country where people are fed up. They are fed up. They're seeing with their own two eyes that crime is horrible, that the economy is horrible. And you've got a president and a party that's like, what are you talking about? You know, you got Eric Adams going, oh, it's only a perception of crime. No problem there. Nothing to worry about. What border problem? You know, Biden doesn't even want to go visit it, nor does Kamala Harris. And there's clearly a disconnect. And the American public is just kind of looking at the numbers now. We're all seeing it. We're going, 
wait a minute, clearly crime is bad. Clearly there's a lot of people crossing the border, and for some reason they're letting them in. They're not checking their criminal records. They're not vaxxing them. They're not demanding these things that they're demanding on us. And, and you know, it's like, wait a minute, people are just kind of waking up and going, something's not right. And clearly with crime, that is a huge issue. That is an enormous issue. And I have long said, and I always speak from the heart, this whole defund the police movement has been disastrous. It has absolutely contributed to the climate of lawlessness that we saw this week. What about that story of the woman who was like beat on the bus in Washington, D.C.? Nobody went to help. People are scared to help. People are crazy. They're like ticking time bombs and exploding these teens on this woman. Bus driver doesn't help. Nobody else on the bus helps. It's like people are just scared. There are cases over and over again. There's a new case today. Guy gets pushed into the subway tracks. Luckily, he survives. But they're looking for the suspect in New York. I mean, this is over and over and over again. And yet the Democrats don't want to focus on crime. They keep saying it's perception. Mayor Adams, crime is up 31 percent. It's not perception. It is reality. And we all see it with our own two eyes. And Judge Jeanine Pirro earlier today firmly believes that part of the reason, especially in recent weeks, because sadly crime is just Every single headline, there's so much of it that that is so much of the reason that Democrats are also dropping in the polls and that people realize there's one party to maybe blame for what's going on here. The Democrats own this crime crisis in the United States. They own it. People like Krasner should be gone. George Gascon, Alvin Bragg, Darcel Clark, all of these progressive DAs do not belong in those jobs. Yeah, these people, we're going to get to a case with Larry Krasner in Philly because things are getting really heated with that. Uh, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Judge Jeanine Pirro also says that she sees it everywhere around her. Uh, I do, too. I don't know of a single person who, like in any major city across this country, any friend of mine, especially a female friend, is like, you know, they're looking over their shoulders. They're not wearing anything fancy when they go out. They're watching every single place, guys and gals. Because the climate is so bad, and that's something that Judge Jeanine sees, too. And every woman I know now is afraid to wear jewelry. She's afraid to drive a good car. She's afraid she's going to be followed home. And they are legitimately good reasons to be afraid. And it's because Democrats have decided that cashless bail is the way to go for social justice, which no one has defined. I still don't know what social justice is. Well, let's talk about criminal justice versus social justice, because, boy, there is an enormous disconnect here. And clearly, these policies aren't working, and the Democrats are refusing to even acknowledge that there's a problem. They just want us to think there's no crime, there's no open border, basically what inflation, you know? And if if there's anything wrong, it's Putin, 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 or mega, mega, Trump, Trump, Trump. There's no gray. It's like nothing belongs to them. And that, to me, signals a party that doesn't know how to fix it or doesn't care how to fix it, that all they want to do is get elected. Meantime, here is Peter Ducey talking to President Biden, and he asked him the question that finally nobody's been asking the president about crime whatsoever. Nobody's asked him, you know, hey, you know, it's like it's like even some of the mainstream media, they're kind of buying into the, oh, what crime? You know, some of them are. Uh, But... 
Today, Peter Ducey finally got to ask the president about crime, and this answer is astounding. Ahead of these midterms, how big of an issue is crime? I think it's a real issue, and I think we have a great record on it. I think it's a real issue, and I have a great record on it. Is there anybody out there who's not high who believes that that's an accurate statement? Because I sure don't. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. Everybody, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Appropriate that we're playing a little simple minds here on a Friday night on the Rita Cosby show. Well, do you think that things are so much better under Joe Biden? Uh, does he have the Midas touch? So he claims, or is it a bunch of rust? 1-800-848-9222. Uh, here is Judge Jeanine Pirro asking the question that I think a lot of voters will be asking when they go to the voting booth November 8th. The bottom line is that you have to ask yourself, it's that age-old question, are you better off under under Joe Biden than yep. you were two years ago? Inflation was, what, 1.6% two years ago? Now it's 8.3, the highest in 40 years. Now it says gas prices are coming down. Well, when Trump was president, they were $2.30. Now they're down to $4 from an all-time high, and you think we're doing well. This is a time for Americans to say, enough. And she also says that Democrats clearly are not addressing the issues. I mean, you look at crime, border, inflation. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to kind of go after Trump. By the way, later on in the show, we're going to talk about how Trump has now been officially subpoenaed by the partisan January 6th committee. It's all Trump, 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 Trump. Don't worry about crime. Don't worry about inflation. Don't worry that we're tapping into our emergency reserves. Everything's fine. Who's buying that? Not Judge Jeanine Pirro. This is fantasy land. This is la-la land. You've got a president out there is telling America that the economy is strong and that uh, we got a mayor who's telling us the crime is all in our heads. It's just a perception. Everything is great. The economy's great. He says the, the what did he say, poor people, middle class people, and even the rich people are going to do great. It's just a matter of time before it all happens. Look, the American people know what it costs to buy gas, to buy food. They're very worried. They're very worried. By the way, when Biden took over, gas was $2.30 a gallon on average. Now it's around $4 a gallon. It's down lower than it was a little bit ago, but he also tapped into our emergency reserves. So does he get an A for economy and crime and everything else, or does he get an F? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ed, line five. Ed, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Rita, my Polish sister uh, from the Compadre Parade. Uh, Joe Biden, I think, is a roll of toilet paper um, after its use. I really do. I mean, there's nothing that this man says. I don't know why his wife sticks with him. Every day, like Joe Piscopo says, we don't know what we're going to wake up to, Rita. We really don't. 
Yeah, that it's a, it, and you know what he said to, you know, when he started saying, Oh, I've done a great job on crime, Ed. <sighs> I mean, are, is there anybody in this country who thinks that he's really, uh, helped change the face of crime or that he's even addressed crime? He won't even really talk about crime. I mean, the only time he does is when he's criticizing police officers pretty much, you know? Uh, 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 I'm real. And you know what? If I mess up, I, I make up three times more for it. I love family and country. And I, if I was president, I would want to wake up the next day that this country was better, Rita, like your dad would and you would, because you, you, you make it that way. And this is what we want to do. And it's just sucking the blood out of us. And thank God you're on the radio doing street. Thank you. Ed, thank you. Ed, we love you. And I thank you so much for the call. You were such a great guy. And thank you for your dad's service, too. It means so much, Ed. Have a beautiful weekend. Always love talking to you. Let's go to Eric, line three. Eric, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, someone keeps saying, oh, Joe's delusional. He's living in another world. He's not. He knows he's lying. He's lying. He knows what's wrong. If he, you know, he knows when they're asking him a question, he keeps uh, bullshit. I'm sorry. He keeps, bull, you know, crapping them. So he knows what's going on because they're asking him. And he's lying. He's, he's, he hasn't forgotten how to lie, you know. Um, so, I mean, it's really just, it's really, it's really, it's really infuriating, you know. And I, I had one thing to say about the, the Trump subpoena. He can't, he can't go. I mean, don't you think he, he's giving him some kind of legitimacy that he otherwise wouldn't have? Because yeah, you know I do. Uh, unless, unless I mean, you so say, really... unless, Eric, you go with certain conditions. Um, and by the way, we're going to definitely talk about that more on the show later on in the show, because maybe he could say, hey, you know, all right, I want to have an attorney with me. I want to be able to have both sides. I want to, they're never going to accept it. And I actually, I, mean, I think they're going to go after him. Look what they did today to yeah, Steve Bannon. Exactly. exactly. It's that Pelosi thing, though. I'm glad I didn't call you about this before. Pelosi, she said she wanted to punch him in the face. Right. He's, he's, she's clearly insane. And he's going to go in there. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's the call, it's whole kangaroo court. He doesn't have to, you know, if Eric Holder, an actual criminal, can, can ignore a subpoena, this is the president of the United States who, uh, did nothing wrong. So it's just, uh, it's just, everything's upside down. We're in Bizarro World, you know? We are. Ricky Bill's going to fly down from the sky in a, in a messed up super suit, like from Bizarro World, and, and land on an orphanage dramatically. Um, that's, that's what I'm waiting for to happen. You know, or Alan's fun to come out. Like, really. It so, is. No, that's a great you know. analogy. Eric, thank you. You are so awesome. Have a great, great week, and you are fantastic. Bizarro World is appropriate. Let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, I think it's Dom on line eight. Go ahead, Dom. Go ahead on line eight. Yeah, Rita, I wasn't going to call, but you know, your segment on Peter Ducey's questioning Joe Biden forced me to. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. But... Uh, yeah, by the way, my, it forced my jaw to drop because when I heard that, I thought he has got to be kidding, Dom. You know, give me a break. Yeah, that is a perfect 30-second spot for the Republicans. They ought to put that, play that thing. Peter Dusky asking him the question. Joe's response is, yeah, look what we're doing about it. And then the caption should be, yes, he's causing crime to increase because of his policies and show every, you know, DA that's being fired across the country that is being sponsored by uh, who that guy, that rich guy is, what is his name? Soros. George uh, Soros. You know what also, you know what I also think, Dom, what also should happen, uh, when they do the ad, the GOP does the ad, they should have like the police stations being burnt, you know, in the background too. Look what I've done for crime. And all the protesters in the quote, summer of love of 2020. 
What a bunch of hogwash. Wow, 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 wow. Dom, thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a really moving tribute today as thousands bid farewell to two fallen Bristol, Connecticut police officers. Uh, the service that took place for Lieutenant Dustin Del Monte and DeMonte and also Sergeant Alex Hamsey was held at Pratt and Whitney Stadium in East Hartford today. DeMonte, Hamsey and Officer Alex Lorado were shot on August 12th in what police believe was an ambush that was set up by a fake 911 call made by the suspected shooter. Lorado, who survived a gunshot wound to his leg, struggled to get behind a police cruiser and fired a single shot that killed the suspect. DeMonte was a sergeant with 10 years of experience on the force, and Hamsey was an officer for eight years. They were promoted posthumously to lieutenant and sergeant, respectively. Hamsey, by the way, leaves behind his wife, and she said there weren't enough words to describe her love for her husband, and she read a quote she said she came across when he first became a police officer. When I see the badge, it's not just a number. It signifies honor, and it has my ultimate respect. Meantime, DeMonte is survived by his wife and their two children, and a third child is due in March. Our thoughts and prayers, of course, are with the Bristol, Connecticut Police Department and, of course, with all of our great men and women in blue. Thank you for everything you do for us every single day. And, boy, is it tough to be a cop right now. My goodness, after what we just talked about, we know more than 50 cops have been killed this year. More than 200 have been shot at this year. Scary times to be in law enforcement, and that's because crime is out of control And the disrespect, I think, also for police officers is also sadly out of control. And yet Joe Biden claims, I want to play this, by the way, again. This is this exchange with uh, Peter Ducey and Biden, where the obvious question was, what is the Democratic Party? And you basically as the head of the Democratic Party, obviously the president, but also the head of the party that's called for defund the police, the head of the party that's talked about no cash bail, What do you think about raging crime and how your party's basically handled it and how you've handled it? Listen to this just bizarro land response. Ahead of these midterms, how big of an issue is crime? I think it's a real issue, and I think we have a great record on it. I think we have a great record on it. Is there anybody out there that thinks that Joe Biden is the leading crime fighter of this country? Because I certainly don't. And yet he also said because the Democrats and he in particular have done so much, he thinks in the closing days now, as we head into the midterms, you know, we're about a week and a half away, which is amazing. You know, I mean, we're not far away, you guys. Uh, he says in these closing days, boy, uh, the Democrats are going to really do vo- do well November 8th. Take a listen. I know uh, and I don't blame you. You want to ask me about the midterms? Uh, <laughs> and here's what I think. It's been back and forth with them ahead, us ahead, them ahead. 
back and forth. And the polls have been all over the place. I think uh, that we're going to see one more shift back to our side in the closing days. And let me tell you why I think that. We're starting to see some of the good news on the economy. Gas prices are down sharply in 46 of the 50 states because of what I've been doing. We're moving in the right direction. There's more to come. He has moved us from energy independence to energy dependence. Is there anybody out there that thinks his policies have been the reason that costs are down other than him tapping into our emergency reserves and putting us in a national and international strategic deficit position? I mean, this is crazy. It's this whole tone deafness of like, everything's fine. What are you talking about? And it's almost the same attitude of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because this just epitomizes it. She's at a town hall this week, and her constituents are there, and they're not happy with her. They don't feel like she's representing their interests or listening to her, so they try to interrupt her and listen to this weird way of how she comes back and mocks her constituents. Take a listen to AOC in action. Is there a reason that she had to sound like Ricky Ricardo, you know, in the middle of it all? I loved I Love Lucy. It was one of my favorite shows, especially that candy. Remember when she was at the candy factory eating all the candy? Yeah, it's like a cross between, you know, Ricky Ricardo and Rosie Perez. You know, I mean, is there a reason that she's like doing that? I mean, That is the most bizarre thing from somebody who doesn't rule out at some point running for president of the United States. She went from, what, bartender to now member of Congress, and who knows where she's headed. And it's like, listen, I want to play that again, because that is just the weirdest response from someone who is a sitting member of Congress because she doesn't like the people contesting and criticizing her and asking her a question. Boy, if you can't handle just constituents talking in a room, uh, you think you can handle big issues? What are you kidding me? Listen to Ricky Ricardo and Rosie Perez. I'm just not allowed. I'm not allowed to be in a room where the lights turn off. It gets a little. That's what I'm thinking. All right, all right. Listen, all right. Listen, listen. Okay, listen. Oh my goodness, that is the most bizarre. And this is a sitting member of Congress. I mean, that is just the most wacky, kooky response. It's like mocking, you know, what, mocking somebody. And then she's doing this weird dance, like, like twisting and, you know, it is, it is, she's sitting there like, yeah, like cheering with them. I mean, how does that show respect for somebody who has a different point of view, who's not happy with you? He came out, they, a couple different people came out to voice concerns. And she's given them the Rosie Perez, Ricky Ricardo act, you know? I mean, that is just the weirdest, most, you know, unprofessional response from a sitting member of Congress, but just epitomizes. It's like the laughing, like, ah, if you don't agree with me, ah, too bad, whatever. And it all fits in with this whole, like, we're going to do great. I don't know what you're talking about. Crime is great. I'm doing great. Economy is great. I'm doing great. No problem. And people like Joe Concha, who follow the president, in fact, he just wrote a big book about President Biden, says, you know what? Biden really, really has a set of cojones. Take a listen. 
He says that gas prices are down sharply. When this president took office, gas prices were at an average of $2.39 per gallon. They are approaching $4 once again. So when he says that, he's talking about prices coming down from an all-time high, and they're still far too high for the public's liking. So that, that's gaslighting on gas, right? And, and, and the president says that Republicans are criticizing his economic records. No, sir, it's not just Republicans. It's an overwhelming majority of independents, a solid chunk of Democrats. Overall, we're seeing approval ratings on the president's handling of inflation in the 20s. And yet he has the audacity to say that we're making progress. Many Americans are sitting at home and they're looking at their 401ks and they're looking at what they're paying for food and for rent and for their mortgage and for their electric bills, which are going to go a lot higher this winter. And they're saying, no, sir, uh, things are not going in the right direction right now. Yeah, it's like, uh, where are you looking? You're not looking at the U.S. numbers. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rick. Uh, line one. Rick, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. When Joe Biden says he has a great record on crime, he's thinking about his 45 of the Beatles Helter Skelter. <laughs> Explain that to everybody. Explain that a little bit more. He has a record in LP. Ah. It's good music. Yes. So he thinks he has a good record. I got it. I got it. Now I got where you're going. Sorry, it's a Friday night. I'm, a, I'm trying to wake up here. I'm trying to get going here. It's a Friday night. I'm very happy. I got, um, a, I got but, a quick idea for you. By the way, that the probably time. is the only record he has. And he probably, by the way, do you remember during the debate, Rick? What was that line in the debate, the presidential debate? Remember where he's like, uh, remember, everybody, uh, when you're listening to music, uh, turn up your uh, your record player. Remember, it was like, and people were like, uh, people are listening online now, sir. You know, it was like, uh, bring your dog and pony, you know, to deliver the mail. Remember? <laughs> so he Crank probably has a lot Edison. of LPs. <laughs> Crank up your Edison. Yes, exactly. 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 What do you make of him where he sits there and, and like touts it like he has the best record ever, Rick? What do you think? Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. You should just understand that whatever he says, the opposite is the truth. Yeah, no, there's, there's, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe it should be, what is that? Remember the, um, what is it? Uh, airplane. Remember when they have the translation underneath and the people are talking and then the, the, the funny movie with Leslie Nielsen and others where it's like what yeah, he really he meant was. Right, right. And so underneath there could be a transcript and he's saying everything's great. And then underneath it's like, I really stink, but I don't want to say it or what. The real translation underneath, Rick. Thank you, Rick. You made me laugh on a Friday night. I love it. Thank you. Let's go to Trisha, line five. Go ahead, Trisha. A few callers ago, um, Rita, you had someone say he couldn't understand why um, Jill uh, stays with Joe Biden. Well, they're very well matched, both in intelligence level, which is not great. I mean, after all, Robert Gates said um, Joe Biden was wrong on practically everything, national security and foreign policy. But Jill, uh, for instance, she got she got a degree for ego reasons, Joe said some years ago. And I don't speak Spanish, but I know that bodega is pronounced bodega, not bogada. And anyway, there, she is just as greedy and power hungry as he is. So they're well matched, and that's why she stays with him. And I blame her for him being president because she knew he had dementia, and she pushed him because she wanted to be in the White House and have that position herself. 
That's an interesting point. Like you feel like she clearly was aware and was selling the American public uh, under the river, you know, under the bridge for her own ambitions. Oh, yeah. She she's very, very greedy. You can tell the way she dresses and, you know, she just loves the position. She wanted to be in it and she had to know that Joe, her husband, clearly was not mentally fit to be president. Yeah, there's, I agree with you. I mean, you you look at him, it takes five seconds to realize that he's not at the point, you know, to to be president. She should have, for the sake of the country, said, um, let's find somebody else. You know, he's in his sunset phase. You know, let's find someone who's in the sunrise phase, you know, who can handle the rest of the day, not the sunset part. One thousand percent. Trisha, thank you so much. Let's go to Tom. Line one. Tom, your thoughts. Yes. Uh, how are you? Good. How you doing? What do you think about uh, Biden? And you just heard Trisha well, blames Trisha blames Jill as much as she blames Joe. <laughs> well, she's she's there's money for her there too, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's odd that his greatest work was the crime bill back in the nineties. Yeah, it is, and and yet you know it's so funny. I was thinking the same thing, Tom. That. <laughs> Yes, it is. About this guy. Right. And he's <laughs> and he's going up against his own crime bill. And and if you look at back at some of his speeches back then, it was like so fiery. And he was like, we have to lock them up. We have to. Right. Do. It's like that Joe Biden is and, no and, longer you know, exists. And he, and, he, and, he, and he wasn't wrong. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Somebody grabbed a hold of him and says, if you want a career, you're going to have to uh, like a swing. But I'm usually disappointed in and uh, what's going on in this country because, you know, I feel that um, that the de- Democrats should not be altering uh, the lives of people in this country who are, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens. I think we're meant uh, to live a long life and die in the arms of our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and uh, not... Uh, have this that's going on yeah no and you look at the border too as a complication too that is i that is a huge national security risk and he won't even go visit it i mean it's an insult they all have something in common they just seem to all be really stupid i mean just really dumb (laughs) right but but they're expecting that everybody else is dumb too you know what i mean it's like okay if you're stupid but if you're expecting everybody else to be the same way um, and, and thinking like, like if they say, oh, what crime or what border or what this, that people will go, well, um, maybe I was seeing things all this time. You know, I well, think. Look how many, look how many decades he's been lying. Uh, back when Johnny Carson was on the air, uh, you know, he talked about Biden lying and, uh, and, and the same thing with the news. I mean, uh, you know, who would vote for a guy that has a record going back? Uh, that long it's a, he's got an illness well he's, and you know, and people still do listen last time he stayed in uh the basement and it worked uh for the reason <laughs> like because the minute he opens his mouth it's like whoa the boy i mean even democrats <laughs> and independents don't want him tom that's what the hokel's doing too yeah same strategy look look yeah. same strategy exactly they're yeah, they're that, taking it, it from the old, uh, it was that old um I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago the uh, the fallout shelter. It's like you're hiding in uh, you know in, in, a, in a in a corridor in a in a uh, you know in a supermarket waiting for the bomb to go off or something. Yeah, they just don't uh, you know you know you just don't want uh, 
they don't want to be seen and they don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, isn't it? It's an interesting strategy, Tom, because um, you're right. She's doing the exact same thing. The problem that's happening is the world is still happening. So you can sit in the basement if you think you're ahead and nothing else changes in the world. But what's happening is we're all seeing every day these headlines of horrible crime. We're seeing when we go to the gas station, you see when you go to buy food or you go to a restaurant, whatever it is, you see how bad prices are and you see how bad crime is. And they can't escape that. You know, that's the problem. The world is still bad and getting worse and they're still hiding out in the basement. You know, so so I think if even if you look at the polls now, I think it's no, you know, no mistake that a lot of Republicans who are much more focused on law and order and care about our safety and law and order and make that a priority and supporting police a priority and these things that that you and I obviously care about deeply um, that suddenly they're doing better in the polls because, you know, you can hide out in the basement if nothing changes, if if everything's, you know, roses and tulips. But if it's a bunch of thorns, you can't. You got to go out and explain it. And they don't want they have no explanation. It's like, uh, 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 so they're better off hiding out in the basement. And uh, it's backfiring right now, and people are seeing the reality, Tom. Tom, thank you so much. You're awesome. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. And also, we have our favorite segment, our Rita's Ringers, because what we do is we play highlights of all of your calls from the week. We play them on Friday night, so we're going to have our first installment uh, of the night coming up after the break. It's a good one. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And our newsman, Bob Brown, alerted me to some big breaking news just now uh, that is coming out in the New York Post, saying that essentially allowing New Yorkers to vote by mail due to fear of COVID-19 is unconstitutional, a state judge has said. Uh, ruling that just came down that Republicans and conservative party leaders in New York are hailing it as a victory for fair elections. Very interesting. Uh, the ruling by a Saratoga County, New York Supreme Court justice ordered local boards of election to stop counting the absentee ballots they've already received. Instead, they're going to have to, quote, preserve the ballots until after Election Day or the resolution of a pending suit which has been filed by state and local GOP and conservative party leaders. So very interesting, a judge ruling in New York that letting New Yorkers vote by mail due to fear of COVID is unconstitutional. Big, big issue and big, big win uh, for those who have questioned the use of these absentee ballots and other ballots for different reasons. And everybody, we love our calls all the time. And you know we love playing our Rita's Ringers on Friday nights. Keep those calls coming. And here is one installment of this week's Great Calls, Rita's Ringers. This is your show as I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure. And every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. See, and I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Good evening, Rita. Listen, Adams is, is in over his head. He, he's not allowed to handle this. And the president of the United States, if you want to call him that, I think he's a joke. He should be arrested for, for allowing this to happen. He's a disgrace. 
Okay, Rita. A lot of Americans must be asking themselves the question, what could be the motive for Joe Biden to leave the floodgates open like this? I mean, I can understand if, you know, after a couple of months, he wants to come across as a, as a humanitarian president. Oh, I'm not going to put up a wall and block these poor people out. But after a couple of months, you see people are drowning, getting kidnapped, raped, fentanyl. I, I have to go through the list, you know. What's the motive? What do you think, Jim? Well, I, I'm going to tell you. It's the most horrendous thing that any president could possibly do. It's for votes. This is all he cares about. Eventually, they're going to be for votes. Now, Rita, there's only two words in the English language that I can think of to describe how horrendous this is, and that's sinister and evil. If that's what's residing in the Oval Office right now. Well, maybe not right now. Maybe he could have a, a young girl petting his uh, blonde hair on his leg. Oh, God bless you. Rita, I love what you're fired up. My father in the Army Air Corps is spending so much on these people that shouldn't be here illegally. And by the way, by seeing you and um, Rudy Giuliani in a float waving to you, made my day. <laughs> you call me a patriot, brother. You are a sweet piece of cake, lady, I'll tell you. You're, you're a wonderful person. And um, Eric Adams, he's got these $5,000 suits, but I see him as a kite. He wants to fly to mayor. What do you think? to presidency. He isn't doing anything. Rita's Ringers. And keep those great calls coming and see if you make it to our Rita's Ringers, which we play on Friday night. Uh, let's go to Jesse in West Virginia. Uh, Jesse, we're talking about Biden. What do you think? Hello? Hey, Jesse, you're on the air. What do you think about uh, Joe Biden? Accomplishments or, or Zippo? <sighs> Well, this isn't Jesse. This is Mike. Mike from Jesse, West Virginia. Ah, they, by, by the way, since it took us a while to clear that up, Mike, all right? Stay with us. We're going to take you after the break, Mike. We apologize. Uh, but Mike from West Virginia, and we're going to continue, everybody, with your calls and also talk about how crime is really on the ballot in Pennsylvania and across this country. Joe Biden says he's doing a good job. Does anybody believe that? It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the Well, I've always said it on the Rita Cosby Show that I believe the Democrats and especially the very partisan January 6th committee is going full throttle on President Trump that I think they would love to try to get him for contempt of Congress. There's no question. I think they'd like to try to indict him at some point. You see the tea leaves and you see all these different folks over the last few days making these comments and the comments even during the hearing last week where they voted. It was like, hey, does anybody here want to vote to uh, subpoena Trump? Well, now they have officially subpoenaed him. Uh, they want to see documents by November 4th, so even before Election Day, and they want to physically see him testify. Surprise, surprise, November 14th, right after Election Day. Because remember, it's kind of been suggested that right after Election Day, especially if the Republicans do very well at the polls, there's a good chance that we might see a number of people right away saying that they're going to run 
for president. That's typically when sort of the presidential race begins right after the midterms. And some people literally wait a few days and then they come out swinging and say, hey, by the way, I want to be the first ones. So there's a good chance that President Trump, if he does indeed, and it looks like he's headed that way to run for president, that he's probably going to announce it right after the midterms. So isn't it interesting that the subpoena for him to testify before the January 6th committee comes literally days after the midterm elections? It was like, surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, and this comes, of course, as Steve Bannon, who was one of his like most trusted aides, he was also asked to come before Congress. He refused. They asked him for documents. He refused. He was like, you know what? I have executive privilege. His attorney said he thought he had executive privilege. And the committee didn't really care. They still said, we want to see you. And he didn't come. And today was sentencing day. He got four months in jail. He's out while they're appealing it. But he got a four-month jail sentence. And if you think back, we're going to talk about later on in the hour, a lot of Democrats that defied subpoenas by Congress, they didn't get any jail time. But when it's a Republican and in this climate with these Democrats, they are just out for blood. So they gave him four months uh, behind bars. And again, he's appealing it. So I think he'll probably win on appeal. But they just want to do whatever they can. And legal officials who are watching it say, this is not a good sign for President Trump because this is probably where the committee is headed to try to go after Trump. And I think it's going to backfire. But take a listen. It's a reminder uh, that in the United States, no one is above the law. Uh, Mr. Bannon received a lawful subpoena. He refused to comply. He was contemptuous. Uh, he's getting a prison sentence. And contrary to what his attorneys say, it is far from and his appeal is far from bulletproof. I think that he will lose on appeal. And it's important because it comes in the context of a subpoena to Donald Trump himself that uh, that lies ahead. So it matters. And Steve Bannon, if you ever thought that he was just going to kind of cower when he got the sentencing today, uh, 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 he was out there and he basically said, once the Republicans take the House, this will all be moot and maybe some others might be entangled in justice's snares. Take a listen. The Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, will end up being the first attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he will be removed from office. Wow. So he is going and fighting, and he just said, and he was on Tucker Carlson tonight, he was like, listen, you got to get to the voting booth, because these people, if they don't agree with you, they're going to try to throw you behind bars. Case in point, anybody who was even near Capitol Hill on January 6th. Uh, by the way, they also showed some statistics, too, of those who have, like, gone after pro-life centers. No problems with them. But if anybody's gone after an abortion center, they're behind bars. You know, it seems like a little bit of a different system of justice that's going on with this DOJ. Meantime, speaking of justice, we are talking about crime. Larry Krasner, and we were talking about George Soros and his role uh, being the guy, the the money guy behind all of these soft on crime DAs across the country, including Alvin Bragg, including George Gascon in L.A., um, also the guy who got the boot, thank God, in San Fran. But Larry Krasner, who is still there in Philadelphia, and he is backed by John Fetterman, 
who makes Joe Biden look like, uh, I don't know, William Shakespeare <laughs> from a verbal standpoint, from an eloquent standpoint. But, of course, he's in that big race with Oz there for Pennsylvania Senate. And Fetterman is the guy who said that people, even convicted murderers, should get out and get a second chance. I'm sorry, I, I don't agree, Mr. Fetterman. I think they should serve their time and be punished. Um, and he's got this loony lefty policy on a lot of the stuff. And Krasner, of course, is his guy. You know, he thinks he's a great guy. In fact, he's been quoted as saying, oh, he's the greatest. He's this. He's that. Well, now a number of people in Philadelphia are saying they've had it with this soft on crime DA because crime is skyrocketing there in Philadelphia. Some of the new numbers I was just saying crime is up. Murders are up 78 percent. That's a huge amount since Krasner took office, 78 percent in the city of Philly. That's an enormous number. And they many people attribute it to his soft on crime policies, his no cash bail Sounds a lot like Alvin Bragg. Sounds a lot like George Gascon and some of these other crime-ridden uh, cities, sadly, because of these very soft on criminal policies. And so now there is this enormous effort to get rid of Krasner. And here's a little bit. This is from Jesse Waters talking about Krasner's track record uh, being basically uh, coddling criminals at every turn. Republicans are upset because a white Democrat D.A. is letting black people kill each other. And that's racist. That's Larry Krasner's theory right there. Larry Krasner let out a guy who ran over a woman and her baby daughter, killing them, let him out on bail. And then he went up and shot up a high school football practice. Larry Krasner had a guy that was in prison for murder And he had an integrity unit, let him out, and now he's being charged with another murder, and he's wanted and he's on the lam. Larry Krasner is the worst DA in this country, and he deserves everything that's coming to him. And Jesse Waters was just talking about that recent case where through a, quote, integrity unit, this guy got out and he commits another murder. And the person he kills is the brother of a woman named Linda Cruz, who today, African-American woman, is outraged that Larry Krasner is still in a position because she doesn't want other families to suffer like her family suffered. Again, her brother was killed, and she says the killer should never have been released by Krasner. Take a listen. We've been in contact with a lot of other families that have been victims of violent crimes, and we're fed up, and we're not going to take it anymore. Uh, the system and everything that's going on, it's broken, and we're here to fix it. And um, Larry Krasner and his um, program that he thinks is working, it's not working, and we don't want it anymore. And the community doesn't want it anymore. Get something that's going to help the victims of these violent crimes, not to help the people that are perpetrating these crimes. We're tired of this. It's the same old nonsense, and it's not working. Absolutely. And to hear from somebody like that who lost her brother because a repeat offender was let out uh, because they wanted to give him another chance. Why not giving the victims and society a chance? I mean, this is so crazy. So Larry Krasner, as we're talking about everything with Trump and now the subpoena to testify, Larry Krasner was supposed to go before the state legislature in Philadelphia to talk about his policies and letting this guy out and a whole bunch of other recent cases that are just horrible, right? These repeat offenders, these horrible, horrible cases. 
So what does Larry Krasner do? He refuses to appear. So he doesn't show up. Well, I hope he gets subpoenaed, right? Maybe he should be behind bars, right? Contempt, right? So he doesn't want to show up. And instead, he does a press conference on the State House steps, and he says everybody who's accusing him of being soft on crime, they're racist. Listen to this. Part of the Republican playbook, as you well know, is to point a finger at large, diverse cities and say large, diverse cities are lawless. Does that remind you of anything? You ever heard that before? Those of you in the press are students of history. You're aware of the Southern strategy. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere and even having increases that are less than the committee's counties. So if you say it's not fair to people to let criminals out into communities that are affected by them, you're racist? I mean, that is so just, I hate, I'm so sick of this like racist smear when you're actually trying to help those communities. And in fact, somebody who lives in some of those communities are Linda Cruz, the the sister. She's like, this is outrageous. She wants to have a safe community. Everybody deserves a safe community. My goodness. But if you criticize it, you're racist. Uh, That is just such a horrible, disgusting smear. And it's very similar to what you're hearing from John Fetterman, who's running against Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Um, And this is the same guy who thinks that basically everybody doesn't matter, you know, what kind of crimes they've done. They deserve a break. And uh, that's the kind of world John Fetterman wants to live in. Take a listen to what he said, basically, for his excuse to let convicted killers out behind bars. Take a listen. This is John Fetterman, who's running uh, in Pennsylvania against Oz. People in the public think that they're, you're talking about all a bunch of Hannibal Lecters in prison, and they're not. They're like your grandfather. They're like your grandmother. I tell people... Watch the Shawshank Redemption if you haven't already. And think about Morgan Freeman sitting in front of you after doing 40 years. Would you say, no, you should die in prison? Most people would say, of course not. That's what a lot of this, the, the, the are. All right, so two things. First off, I really like Morgan Freeman. He's a great actor. Please don't insult Morgan Freeman. He's great. He's one of the best. He played God, remember? He played, he was the voice of God in another film. But he's a great actor. I love Morgan Freeman. But, come on. They are not, you know, uh, misunderstood behind bars, you know? Who was the other one? Uh, Timothy, uh, who was the other actor in Shawshank Redemption? I'm trying to remember. You guys will call, tell me who it is. Um, but I see his face because he was in a whole bunch of them. He was the lead, the other lead guy along with Morgan Freeman. But they're not those guys. Trust me. And he says that the people that are in prison are like your grandparents. Uh, forgive me. They're not like, my grandparents, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like your grandparents. Uh, I don't think we want to know you. <laughs> 1-800-848-9222. Duck at the family reunion if they're like your grandparents. That's trouble, guys. You got a really tough time. Uh, I don't think most people in prison are like Morgan Freeman and, uh, Timothy Robbins, you know, who's a great actor. Both of them are great actors. 
they're more like uh, some of the other characters that we've seen in that movie that I remember all too well. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Carl, line five. Carl, your thoughts about all of this. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, Rita. This The, uh, the whole thing, the crime thing is, is, is out of this world. And the big crime that they were able to fix that election in the last in the last election with the Biden in the first place. You know that the Soros, they were uh, all the election, the results uh, were sent overseas, and they were they were ta- uh, tallied by a, spa- a Spanish organization, a Spanish uh, company. Well, Car- hey Carl, uh, by the we- way, before we uh, go back, and because I, I do want to look forward, I want to have you. Um, by the way, as you're talking about this, I don't know if you heard the new news that I got at the beginning of the show where uh, Republicans have scored a legal victory um, where essentially it's a Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, Supreme Court justice. Uh, Diane Freestone essentially said that um, you can't use the excuse of covid to have mail in voting which is what some of the Democrats were trying to say. Remember, it's like there's no COVID at the border, no COVID here, no COVID there. But uh, when it's election day, there's COVID. And so this judge basically saw through that one and said you can't use COVID as a fear to have voting by mail, that that is, quote, unconstitutional. That's in New York. Uh, that's in the state of New York. But it'll be interesting to see. If other states follow suit, that's a pretty strong message. Does that give you more confidence in the system, Carl? Yeah, that was great news. I, I, I was listening before, and just before I was able to get through, I, I was going to say about the the election results. Now, the uh, have they have they made precautions? Have they actually studied how to uh, prevent these uh, things happening at the polling places and stuff like that? Have to prevent the uh, the, uh, the the cheating that goes on there. Uh, one thing I was thinking of a, a while back, you know those little Game Pro uh, TV things that they, they you use on your car and stuff like that that that, that can photograph or that can televise uh, something. Why couldn't they hook up something like that in these uh, in these in these uh, voting places where people were be able we could be able to track. The actual things that are going on, and they could be it could be tallied in the proper way, so they couldn't get away with that phony, uh, you know, running the machines through it over and over again. Well, here and here, two things. First off, uh, Carl, in this environment, you know, uh, they can't. In Biden's uh, America, you can't afford cameras. Remember, you can barely afford meals or paying your rent, so they can't afford putting uh, new cameras in all these booths. That's one thing, um, and also. Um, the other thing is there have been some changes, by the way, since 2016. I'll just talk about the process. But in 2016 in general, um, there have been some changes since then, like in Georgia. I mean, they've made some some issues more restrictive. And remember, boy, uh, Stacey Abrams came down like a brick on Brian Kemp there in Georgia because he wanted to restrict certain things and make sure that people have more confidence in the system. And I'm all for doing whatever you can to have confidence in the system. I mean, it's still amazing to me that there are places uh, where you don't have to necessarily show an ID, you know? I mean, I've, I've even talked about, Carl, like, I have gone to vote, and I've had, I've had times where they didn't ask me for an ID, and I was mad because I want to make sure that people are there that actually are who they are, you know? I mean, I'm like, don't you want an ID? You know what I mean? Don't you want something? Don't you want some proof? Don't you want, you know? I mean, I think that that should be fundamental, whatever state across this country. 
But um, we'll see. I mean, this is a good sign that this judge and I bet you other judges will follow suit now, too, and say, because, look, if New York judge is turning it down, you know that the Democrats are going to appeal, uh, but they may not have time prior to Election Day. Um, but it's, I think it's a very significant ruling, and it basically shows uh, you can't claim suddenly COVID pops up just on Election Day, basically. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Edgar Winter Band. I remember them. They're awesome. That was a great, great. Here we got to put it up. It's a Friday night. Well, they get a free to-go pass under President Biden. That's for sure. And people like this DA Larry Krasner, we're talking about criminals. And now people are finally getting fed up and victims of crime and citizens, for instance, in Philly, are trying to maybe get him impeached, get him removed, because they say he is a hazard to society. And if you look at his policies, it's pretty obvious that looks like the case. That's my opinion, everybody. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Pete, uh, line seven. Pete, your thoughts about uh, crime and also this crazy DA that's, you know, obviously this one's in Philly, but uh, there's a whack-a-moe in uh, New York, too. Well, Rita, you know my feeling on crime. We spoke about it all week. But the greatest news was before I came on about uh, with the voting there. That is fantastic. You know, now how are they going to fix the election with that happening? I mean, beautiful. Bravo. I am happy today. I know. Isn't that great news? The judge said you can't use the idea of COVID, that that's unconstitutional. Uh, a part of me obviously is like, gosh, where was that judge uh, a couple years ago? You know, common sense, obviously, clearly. Um, and hopefully it also sends a standard too, Pete. That would be great if it's something across the country, right? That would be wonderful. And the other thing, I was waiting for the next disease to come out. I thought it was going to be monkey flu, but they put a quack to that. That ended quick. You know, they limited to certain people. Uh, you know, uh, you know, that couldn't be for everybody. But now uh, children coming down with these viruses that they can't even, uh, antibiotics ain't working. We got to get a hold on this thing. You know what, it might be elephantitis or electionitis. Electionitis, that could be what it is, right? <laughs> One of those, my goodness. But that is good news, and it gives us a little more confidence in the election process. Pete, thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming out of Bradenton, Florida, where six veterans were honored during the inaugural Congressional Veteran Commendation Ceremony, which was established by Congressman Vern Buchanan there. A panel chose six veterans out of tens of thousands in the Tampa Bay area to honor their achievements during and after they fought for our country. 
One of the veterans who received a congressional commendation is John Skeen. He's now 104 years old, and he was one of the original Oregon trailblazers and served in World War II in Europe. He fought in southern France um, and also was there in the winter of 44 and 45, one of the coldest winters in Europe in 50 years. Um, and he dedicates the commendation to the soldiers who fought alongside him and never made it home. He says, they went through the same thing I did, but the real heroes are not here. What a powerful, powerful story and how beautiful that he is here and that we can recognize him and all those who heroically fought alongside him in World War II. Well, uh, if you've been listening, lots of big breaking news tonight on a Friday night. Uh, two big blows, uh, basically, to the Democrats. First, um, we got word just a few hours ago that President Biden uh, will not be able to move forward with his student debt relief plan, at least short term. It's on pause. Uh, an appeals court basically said that it has to be reviewed. A number of GOP governors said it looks like he's bribing votes, uh, doing it right before the midterm elections, you think? Suddenly, wow, I'm not doing well with young people. Uh, what can I do? Maybe give them 10000 free dollars? Uh, well, anyway, an appeals court basically said that's on hold. And then in the last few hours, we got word uh, that a judge in Saratoga County in New York basically says that using mail-in voting and using it under the conditions that there's COVID, remember that was the big thing that happened, of course, in 2020 during a lot of the elections all over the country, that because of COVID and people can't come to the election booths and everything physically, uh, you got to mail it in. Well, a judge in New York just a few hours ago with a big blow uh, to the Democrats who were pushing for mail-in voting, saying that you can't use COVID fears, uh, that that is not constitutional. That is a not constitutional right uh, to use mail-in voting. So that's a big blow to those who are pushing for mail-in voting, saying that you can't do it now in New York State. And let's see what happens. You know the Democrats are going to want to appeal this. Uh, and you know that this could also maybe set the standard in other states. I say this is great. We can have a lot more confidence in our system. And she basically said, uh, you can't suddenly have COVID. You can't suddenly create COVID uh, right now. It's not like, I mean, if you look around, are there people saying, you know, okay, I'm not going because of COVID? Maybe a few people, but most people are not, clearly. And the judge is seeing through this. So this is a big, big decision. Meantime, speaking of big decisions in the last few hours also, President Trump has now been officially subpoenaed by the very partisan January 6th committee. Now, remember, uh, recently they all voted. Remember, it was like unanimous as if there was any surprise because the only two Republicans in name only there are Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger who are more anti-Trump than the Democrats. So it was obviously, it was like a five-second vote. Yeah, unanimous. Yep, 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 yep. They voted. It was the final sort of act of their recent hearing that took place. And just a few hours ago, they actually issued the subpoena. Here it is being reported on Fox. Select committee is formally issuing a to former President Trump. The subpoena demands he produce documents to the committee by November 4th and appear for testimony next month. The committee accuses the former president of personally orchestrating an effort to overturn the 2020 election. So far, no response from Trump or his legal team. And a criminal defense attorney on CNN 
had this to say about the subpoena. The committee needed to sort of put a punctuation mark on the end of the the, the public hearings, at least with this. And this is really a precursor to, um, you know, the report that they are going to have to submit to the American public at the end of the year. And it really, um, you know, they're not pulling any punches in this uh, cover letter, making making it pretty clear that they think that Trump was the key player here. Trump orchestrated, you know, a, a conspiracy to defraud the United States of a free, free and fair election. And I would note, potentially, Trump had a hand in a seditious conspiracy. Remember, that's sort of the big question lingering here at the end of of the hearings. So do you think that President Trump will actually show up to testify? Uh, He said that he might want to testify before this committee. I don't think he should have it as the committee is. I think he should have at least an attorney there. We had Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, a great legal scholar, as you guys know, on the show. And he said... If Trump goes, he should have at least an attorney there who could also ask Trump questions. Can you imagine? That would literally be must-see TV because if he gets there and says, uh, yes, um, I'm here, but I want to tell you what I did beforehand. And there's obviously many people who have already come out and said that he asked for the National Guard beforehand and that they believe Nancy Pelosi turned it down. Can you imagine? It'd be like, um, Mr. President... So talk about January 6th. Yeah. Well, beforehand, I asked for the National Guard. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Think about all the interruptions. They, he would go on all these tangents on areas that he wants to talk about to present the other side of the story, which in fairness, we have not heard. But CNN says they don't believe he will testify. What do you guys think? Take a listen. This is CNN political correspondent Abby Phillips talking about it. The reality is is that the January 6th committee is probably not going to get anything concrete out of this subpoena. It's probably not going to be testimony or documents from uh, the former president. But I do think that they lay out what they are looking for, which is uh, anything that he might have said uh, or or had other people uh, say on his behalf on devices. They reference Signal a lot, which is an app that uh, was used by White House officials to uh, to communicate surreptitiously. Did he use those? Did he have other people use them on his behalf? Did he destroy any documents? And of course, they want to actually hear from him. They made the case in these hearings that this is all about Trump. He was at the center of this conspiracy. And now I think that it is uh, fair and valid to. Say Say, well, now Trump has an opportunity to answer those accusations. Trump, on the other hand, what he gets out of it, I mean, this document could have said blah, 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 and Trump would have said this is all a witch hunt. And I think that that is exactly what you're going to hear from him, no matter what the substance of the subpoena was. So do you think he'll testify? I think he'd love to. Um, I'm sure there's attorneys there behind the scenes with him saying, no, 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 no. But it's not like he's ever listened to his attorneys before. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Stan. Line 8. Stan, your thoughts about uh, President Trump. First of all, we know your thoughts about President Trump, but do you think he'll testify? Fairy tales will come true. It can happen to you because he's not going to testify. <laughs> Stan, where did you get the singing lessons? Frank Sinatra <laughs> gave me a little bit. Anyway, the key point is this. You will show up quicker. Adolf Hitler would show up quicker to testify than this yo-yo. He ain't going nowhere. He's all go and no stay. He's not going to show up. You know it, and I know it. You even said a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I want to see him testify. So do I. I'd like you. But what would come out of his mouth? The number 
five, fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead. That's all he's going. He will not testify. You know it and I know it. But I think he wants to, though, Stan. Here's what why. What you want and what you really want to do is two things. He's got no guts. Oh, he's Stan, a- Stan, that this is where I completely disagree with you. Uh, First let off. Let him go. Let him testify. Stan. I'm with you. I want to see him, but he won't. All right, Stan. He's got you, no guts. Hang on, Stan. For all the things, and I know you don't like Trump. Um, you got that messy thing? Yeah, I, I think we figured that out, right? For all the things, you got to concede, the guy does have guts. I mean, uh, there's well, one thing, there's one real, thing, okay. there's one thing you could say about him is that he definitely has guts. Even people like you who don't like him, you got to admit, the guy really does. I mean, he doesn't care. I think he would love to. I have a feeling that there are attorneys behind the scenes that are saying, because no attorney would want him to, te- want anybody Absolutely. to testify. Absolutely. You know, right. I, mean, I, but I bet you he's like, oh, I want to get there. I want to tell, you know, what really happened. I want to talk about Nancy Pelosi. I want to talk about yeah, how I asked up. for a National Guard. I mean, that would be revealing, Stan. Look, I, you got to admit, I, it's been one-sided, Stan. Come on, you know. Look, look, look. Uh, even if he had no smart attorney or any attorney, uh, 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 even a ambulance chaser attorney, the lowest wouldn't tell him to testify because once he opens his mouth, he has to tell the truth, and that will not happen. You know it, and I know. By the it. way, this, the truth very much could help him, Stan, because Watch, this. Well, yeah, well, it depends on what the truth is, Stan. And if so, he comes out, listen. If he came out and said. Um, look, here is the information. Uh, all these people who were present saw that I asked for the National Guard because I wanted things to be safe. Yeah, um, sure he oh, did. Yeah. By the way, there are other people who have said it. So it's not just his word stand. So they've already come out and said it. But if he goes under oath and says, hey, here is what happened. I asked for the National Guard. I wanted people to be safe. Yeah, sure. And I don't know what happened. I know it went to Nancy yeah, Pelosi. Oh, yeah, Stan, I bet that committee, can you imagine suddenly Liz Cheney will be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. They wouldn't be able to handle the other side, Stan. Rita, I want you to testify because you'd be, you'd know more about it than him. You'd sit do that. I think you should testify in that committee because you know more than he knows and you would be more honest than he would ever be. But he's not going to do it. You know who will testify? Uh, Al Capone will come back from the grave and say, hey, I'll testify. By the I'm way, they're, they're, test- they're, they're subpoenaing everybody else. You know, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They'll try hey, to. If, you, if, if they could dig Rita. up Al Capone, they would. Believe me. Rita, do you think, <laughs> Rita, do you think he will go? Bottom line, I. I the truth. Do you really think he'll go read and test it? Come on. I think I think he really would like to, but I think any attorney, if he listens to his attorneys, he will not. How's Absolutely. that for an answer? But I don't think I, I don't think I disagree with you that he's afraid. I think he would love to go there because I do think know. there's other side. Ah, you know what? At the end of the day, when you're dealing with all the issues that he's dealing with, yeah, at some point, listen to some of them. You know, you may not listen to all of them, but you might listen to some of them. And I don't think anybody close to him is advising him to do it just because they see how partisan it is. But Stan, I love you and have a great Friday and thank you, you for too. singing to me. Thank Bye. you. Thank you very much. Let's go to Ben. Uh Ben, line six, your thoughts. Yeah, I was um I w- I'm in agreement with uh Stan that uh he should plead the fifth, do a Lois Lerner um uh thing that what she did. And also, um, yeah, I was wondering. By, by the way, by the to- way, you know, Lois Lerner, you brought up a great example because Lois Lerner 
defied Congress. She ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. Of course, it was regarding, you know, some of the uh, going after, you know, uh, pro-life groups and others and conservatives. It was very questionable, her behavior. She defied it. And guess what? Nothing happened to her. That was 2014. And I think that also uh, Eric Holder, you know, then Attorney General, the whole Fast and Furious thing. He ignored it. Nothing happened to him. And yet today we're seeing Steve Bannon gets four months in jail, Ben. I mean, you think that's fair justice? Hey, no. How about some of these people that are getting getting this uh, this bail thing? You know, they're co- committing murder, and you know they're getting out. You know, isn't that really unfair? Oh, it's it's completely. Are you I, to me? It's outrageous, Ben. I feel like it's it, the fact that they're getting out, not serving their time, and clearly not learning a lesson. You know, I'm all for people getting rehabilitated and and being contributing members to society. But if it's if the person is clearly a repeat offender and they're not getting a message or they've committed such a heinous, horrible crime, uh, there's certain people that I say throw throw them in jail and lock the door and, and throw away the key. Because at a certain point, we have to care about victims and we have to care about society. And I'm seeing now uh, an environment where we just don't, where a lot of DAs don't. I certainly do. Um, but clearly, um, a lot of these DAs do not. And that breaks my heart for all of us. Uh, let's go to George. Uh, line eight. Go ahead, George. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I just want to respond to people like Stan who just are blinded by hatred. Okay. I know a number of people like that. One person said, Oh, Trump's just dumb. Okay. It's six years. He's either dumb and really clean because they can't find anything on him yet, or he's really smart. You can't have it both ways. I didn't see any Iranian gunboats taking our naval personnel hostage during Trump's regime. And I'm going to call it a regime like they do. I didn't see anything going on. China was not doing anything. They weren't buzzing Taiwan. You didn't have rocket man flying missiles. You had people with the stay in Mexico. You didn't have the immigration crisis. The economy was on fire until COVID hit. And the Chinese could have stopped that from coming out of Wuhan. They stopped it from going to the rest of China, but they let it go to the rest of the world. But people like Sam will never, ever talk about that. They will not talk about all of that. They won't talk about the fact that Hillary Clinton, it was said in testimony by Michael Sussman, it was some it was a campaign manager. Bobby Mook said she paid for everything about the steel dossier, and she green-lighted the entire investigation. The FBI is corrupt. The DOJ is corrupt. It's unbelievable. But Stan doesn't care. But if it happened to Obama, Stan would be the first one crying racism. Yeah, well, and and listen, clearly Stan doesn't want to hear the truth. He thinks the partisan, you know, one-sided committee is reality. And, you know, that's his reality, which clearly is one position. And he probably thinks, you know, Liz Cheney is the greatest thing and Biden needs to be on Mount Rushmore. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, things that are up for debate uh, on that one, George. I agree with you. I mean, listen, you 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 cited a whole bunch of things. I'm thinking about also the fact that uh, we are no longer energy independent. I mean, that's a scary proposition to where we are right now in the world um, and how dangerous that is uh, because of this president. I mean, all he did this week was he tapped into our emergency reserves and then he talked about um, windmills. You know, I was like, I was like, like, really, it's like, uh, like, uh, I thought, am I watching Star Trek, something from outer space? I mean, really, it was like, 
I'm going to make you energy dependent. I'm going to make the world in crisis. And the only thing I'm going to do is just temporarily tap into these reserves that are supposed to be for emergency, basically wartime. I'm going to do it again, and I might do it again uh, just so I can lower prices right before the election and say I did something. And then afterwards, I'm going to keep going back to windmills. I mean, he basically telegraphed his plan. And if there's anybody that thinks that uh, that's a great plan, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. We're going to continue when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And also, more of your great calls. Rita's Ringers. It's the Rita Cosby Show. A little bit of taking care of business, which we do every night here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we love your phone calls, everybody. And on Friday nights, we play some of our favorite ones from the weeks. It is called Rita's Ringers. you got to tune in every Friday night to see if you make it to our sort of best of. And here is another edition of some great calls from the week. I miss your shows. I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. Sid, I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. In that uh, press reporter asking Joe a question, Joe is licking ice cream, smelling teenagers' hair, and talking about how great the economy is. Maybe Baskin-Robbins could make an ice cream to honor Joe, or call it Disappointment, or Fentanilla, or Pete Vanilla, in in, in honor of Pete Buttigieg, who says the economy is doing great, Biden is doing so many things. But he doesn't know how to even start talking about the great stuff that we're doing. I, I hope, I hope the Republicans can pull it off. If not, we can't stand six years of this. This is going to be horrible. This country is going to become a third world country if, if this guy keeps on the way, takes us down the road that he's going. He's still looking to spend more money. And I, I just don't understand the Democrats and everybody's trying to run away from him. But even Obama is saying, you know, don't do this woke business because it's not good for the country. I mean, even Obama is coming around. I, I'm really feeling right now. I heard the report today how these fighting-age men, they are able to have their meals, their laundry. There's a phone bank, so they can call friends and family back home. They're going to have Xboxes and TV and couches to lounge around us. Rita, when you see what these men go through, what they have to go through to get assistance, all of them that are hurting, when you look at the current military bases throughout this country, Rita, the deplorable living conditions, whether it's in barracks or housing, it's a well-known fact. Josh Hawley was talking about it the other day during a hearing. It's gone on for years. There's standing water in homes, mold in most of them. They are falling apart. And yet we wouldn't let these illegal aliens live in a condition like that for a day. But it's fine for the best of us, which are our military, our fighting military, and our military veterans. Rita's Ringers. And keep your calls coming. See if you make our Rita's Ringers, which we play on Friday night. Everybody, by the way, also, please make sure that you join the Red Apple Audio Network on Wednesday, October 26th at 10 a.m. as we honor the life of a member of the Red Apple Media and 77 WABC family, our dear friend, uh, Bernie McGurk. 
There will be a special mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. All are invited. And if you plan on attending, if you're here in the New York area or visiting, please email rsvp at wabcradio.com for more information as we honor our dear, dear friend, who is a great colleague and just amazing human being. Hope that many of you can come out for that. Uh, let's continue with your calls real quick, guys. Uh, Dave from Pennsylvania, line four. Dave, your thoughts. We're talking about will Trump testify or not now that he's been officially subpoenaed a few hours ago? Go ahead, Dave. Hi, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. I, you know, I, I think Trump should come out and give a statement saying that he won't testify. He's not going to dignify this kangaroo court and point out all the facts why it's such a kangaroo uh, hearing. Uh, there was never no mention of Ashley Babbitt, no investigation, who was basically, uh, she wasn't even given an opportunity to be apprehended. She was just shot, shot in cold blood. You know and, what? Uh, you know, it's a great point. He should bring up what happened with that. He should bring up, I say he brings up also about him calling the National Guard, asking for the National Guard. There have been a number of people who've said they were in meetings where he talked about it. I think, obviously, all of those things should come out. The American public should hear both sides. He deserves it. We deserve it. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 